Deep in God's Word is a Bible study for women. Each month, your host, Cindy Colley, will discuss the study highlights and answer some of your questions. You can find more information about the Digging Deep Bible Study at thecolleyhouse.org. Now let's grab our shovels and dig into the meat of God's Word. Today I'm taking a moment to look at the chart that we did from the book of Mark. It's on page 19 if you're following along in the workbook. It is reading through the book of Mark and noting authority in each of the chapters. First, authority in teachings of Jesus, authority over demons, authority over sickness, authority to forgive sins, authority over the apostles, authority over nature, and there we're going to include authority over animals too, which is shown two or three times through the book of Mark, I've noticed. And then authority over death, authority over food supplies, and that's of course when he fed the multitudes, and authority pronounced from heaven. And we see that three times as per my chart. And our charts will not, like our lists, our charts will not all look exactly alike because sometimes uh, we, you might be picking out just a simple phrase that shows authority while I'm picking out the entire context around that phrase that shows authority. But today I wanted us to look, well, let's first look at chapter 1, and I'll just give you an example of the authority that's noted there in chapter 1. In verse 7 of chapter 1 and verses 22 and 27, is where we see authority noted in teaching in Mark chapter 1. So check and see if that's what you got. He preached saying, this is John the Baptist, there's one mightier than I after me, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. That's a statement about the supreme authority of Jesus Christ. So that's authority that was noted in teaching in chapter 1 of Mark. In verse 22, we have, They were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority, and not like the scribes. So they actually pointed out the authority in his teaching in verse 22. And then in verse 27, they were all amazed, insomuch that they questioned among themselves, saying, What thing is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority commands he even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. So authority is mentioned there in verse, verses 22 and verse 27. And then we see him casting out demons in verses 25 and 26, in verse 34, and in verse 39. We see that he's healing the sick in verses 30 and 31. Again in verse 34 and in verses 40 through 42. We don't have an instance of him specifically forgiving sins in Mark 1, so that would be a blank box. And in verse 16 and 17, we see him taking authority for the first time, I believe it is. Let's look at 16 and 17. Taking authority, commanding the apostles, come ye after me. So when he tells them to do something and they follow, of course, that is expressive of his authority so that's in verses 16 and 17 and in verses 19 and 20. In verse 13 of Mark chapter 1 we see him having authority over nature and he was there in the wilderness 40 days tempted of Satan and he was with the wild beasts. Well that's 
uh, indicative of authority over those animals. He was with the wild beasts, and he was preserved. So I believe that's an indication of authority. And then in verses 10 and 11 of chapter 1, authority pronounced from heaven. That's when the dove descended on him. The spirit like a dove descended on him, and there came a voice from heaven saying, Thou art my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. That's just an example of one of the chapters, and and the blank boxes there will be the authority to forgive sins, the authority over death at this point, and the authority over food supplies, the rest, and, and over nature. So forgiving sins, nature, death, and food supplies would be empty boxes in chapter 1, and the others would be filled in. I hope that as you listen to this example that it is helpful to you in, in being able to fill out your own boxes throughout the, the book of Luke. And then I'd like for us to notice just briefly uh, one of the chapters Which chapter would you say, if you've already filled out your chart, which chapter would you say is just completely full of teaching that demonstrates authority? Well, I hope you have chapter 12 as that chapter. And I want us to just begin by looking at three examples from chapter 12. Someone contacted me and said, I'm not sure exactly what you mean by teaching Um, authority noted in teaching. Do you mean someone who pointed out that there's authority in this teaching? Well, that would definitely be in the category of authority noted in teaching. Or this person said, did you mean that you just look at the teaching of Jesus and, and you say, wow, he was teaching that with authority, or that's something that you would look at and say, wow, that has to be from heaven because of the way that was worded. Well, I mean both of those things. And so it's okay if you put all the teaching that's in the book of Mark in that column. But I want to show you specifically what I mean from a couple of things in chapter 12. First, in chapter 12, Jesus started speaking to them by parables, and he he started out in chapter 12 by saying, a man planted a vineyard, set a hedge about it, digged a place for the wine fat, built a tower, and let it out to husbandmen, and went into a far country. And this is the parable, you know, where he sends his servant, and they caught him, and his, his servants who were supposed to be taking care of his property, caught his servant and beat him and sent him away empty. He sent another servant and they stoned him and wounded him in the head. And he sent another and they killed and he sent many others. And then the Bible says that this master had one son, his well-beloved. Does that remind you of anybody? The well-beloved son of the master? Well, obviously here, this is a reference to Jesus Christ. And so when Jesus Christ came, then we have a reference to the cross in verse 7. Those husbandmen said among themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, and the inheritance shall be ours. And so they did kill him. And you remember it says, What do you think the Lord of the vineyard is going to do with those servants who killed his son? Well, he's going to come and destroy them. Verse 7, this parable is a parable about the authority of Jesus Christ. And verse 7 is the key verse indicating that authority. This, the the servant said, this is the heir. Come, 
Let's kill him. And then the inheritance will be ours. An inheritance is passed down when the heir is absent. When If we kill the heir, then we can seize this inheritance. That's the only way we can get this, this inheritance is if we kill the heir because the heir is the one who has authority over the inheritance. This is the heir. Let's kill him. Those four words, this is the heir, are extremely indicative of authority. So I noted that in verses 1, th- 1 to 12 here in this parable, we have authority. And I specifically circled those four words. This is the heir. That, those four words right there are just arrows, flashing lights, saying the authority of the Son. Then we move on down to the next text in chapter 12. And these are folks who come to Jesus. And in verse 14, they say some very key things. They're asking Jesus, are we supposed to pay tribute to Caesar? Well, that's that's a real question about authority. When we're looking at you, Jesus, do you submit to the authority of Caesar. So we have a text here that really is all about authority. And and as Jesus answers, they send unto him certain of the Pharisees and of the Herodians, verse 13, to catch him in his words. They're trying to trick him. They're trying to strip him of authority by tricking him. And so they ask him, should we pay tribute to Caesar? And he said, bring me a penny. And they did. And he said, whose is this image and superscription on the coin? And they said, Caesar's. This whole conversation is about whether or not we're going to respect the authority of a man. And then Jesus said in verse 17, render to Caesar then the things that are Caesar's. But the next phrase is key. And to God, the things that are God's. And they marveled at him. Jesus was just saying in verse 17 that I am of God. That was his answer to this question about authority. Sure, give the coins to Caesar, but look at me and respect me because I am from God. So that's teaching in verses 13 to 17 about authority. Let's look at at the next text in the passage. Just one more example. The Sadducees, who say there's no resurrection, came to Jesus. And, of course, they're testing him, too, saying, You know, Moses said if a man's brother die and leave his wife behind and doesn't leave children, that his brother should take his wife and raise up seed to the brother. And and they said, Now, in this case scenario, there were seven brethren. This is like Q&A for the Lord himself. There were seven brethren. The first took a wife, and dying left no seed. And the second took her and died. Neither did he leave any seed or heirs. And the third likewise, and all seven of them, had her as a wife and did not leave any children. And last of all, the woman died also. Then they asked this trick question. In the resurrection, therefore, when they rise, whose wife will she be of them? For all seven of them had her as a wife. Now remember, these are people who don't even believe there is a resurrection. So they're asking a question to trick Jesus 
into saying, well, there's a problem with the resurrection. They are questioning the authority of Jesus. Let's see if we can trick him. Let's see if we can prove that he's not from God. So authority is on the line. Anytime you see them testing Jesus, authority is on the line. And that's exactly what the Sadducees are doing in these passages. And then verse 24 is the key passage of authority in this text about the Sadducees here. Jesus answering said to them, Do you not therefore err, because you know not the Scriptures, neither the power, power is authority, neither the power of God. And then he goes in ahead and answers their question that there is no marriage in heaven. Jesus was very patient here with the Sadducees. He knew who those people were. He knew that they did not believe in a resurrection. Why were they asking a question about the resurrection? And they were only doing that because they were testing the authority, the sonship. When an authority equals sonship, sonship equals authority. So they were testing that sonship of Jesus in verses 18 through 27 here. And Jesus said, You know not the scriptures, neither the power of God. And then he went on in verse 26. And concerning the dead, they that rise, didn't you read in the book of Moses how that in the bush God spake unto him? What was in the bush? That was signaling the authority that God was placing over Moses at that time. And in the bush he said, I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. Authority coming from a bush here. You better have marked verses 26 and 27. 27 says, He is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. So you therefore are greatly mistaken. You do greatly err. So the first three sections of the book of Mark, of, of the chapter of Mark 12, are very strongly demonstrating testing the authority of Jesus first, and then he turns right around and demonstrates his authority with authority. So verses 1 through 12, especially verse 7, this is the heir. Verses 13 through 17, especially verse 17 to God render to God the things that are God's uh, you might also have drawn a circle around the way of God in verse 14 we know that you teach the way of God they were testing him to see if he could hold up under their scrutiny but they said we're, we're seeing if they really were testing to see if he was teaching the way of God. And then his authority was shown in verse 17 as he said, Render to God the things that are God. Caesar has some authority, but God has ultimate authority, is really what verse 17 is the um, very loose transliteration of, of verse 17. And then in verses 18 through 27, this is the uh, Sadducees who did not believe in the resurrection at all coming to Jesus. In verse 24, pow, 
Do ye not therefore err because you know not the scriptures, neither the authority or power of God? So those first three sections all the way down to verse 27 are indicative of the authority in Jesus' words to mankind or in his teachings. We'll look at the rest of that chapter on the next dig a bit for the authority in the teachings of Christ. I hope you have a great day. If you find yourself in Huntsville, Alabama, we'd love for you to worship with us at West Huntsville Church of Christ at Providence, 1519 Old Monrovia Road, Northwest. Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m., followed by Bible classes for all ages. We meet again at 5 p.m. for evening worship and at 7 on Wednesday night. Digabit is a production of Digging Deep in God's Word, a Bible study for women. For more information, visit thecolleyhouse.org.